Good afternoon. It is October 16th, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Levinos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? We are not that far away. Halloween is right around the corner. We're going to get into the midst of the best sports time of the year, as far as I'm concerned. But M&Ms, they're coming along. They're trying to help out. They're running a program this Halloween that if you underestimate how much candy to give out to the trick-or-treaters, you just get them on the horn, and there is going to be an Eminem Halloween Rescue Squad member that is going to come to your house with more candy for you just to help you out. They say it's for free. Now, I think you and I both, we don't really have many trick-or-treaters, but should we just tell them, hey, we ran out of candy just to get some free candy? Do you buy your own candy? Like, I know we're not handing it out. Do you go out and buy Halloween candy? This is my second time uh, for Halloween at, at my current location. Last year, I wasn't sure, so I bought candy uh, just in case, and there were uh, zero kids. Uh, there's a, You need a key to get into the buildings around here, so I think it just was it's too difficult. And I think just in general, uh, trick-or-treat is not as popular as it was when we were kids, and there's more of the trunk-or-treating that is just makes it easier for everybody, and you're not walking where there's cars, and just you're in a parking lot. So uh, I bought some last year, but this year it will not be a, a priority. So even in the past, though, you didn't just go out and buy candy for the sake of you wanted candy for, for Halloween. No, that's just a dangerous game. There, there, there's no, there isn't a, is there, there's not a specific candy that you're like, oh no, I get it every Halloween. I'm, I'm craving this. Like you don't, you don't have a candy corn or a caramel apple or is, is there, there's, there's nothing, nothing specific. I, I like a wide variety of candy, and it, it, it's, a, it's only me at the house. So if I buy a bag of candy, that whole bag is gonna get eaten. So. It's just easier just to not to bring it into the house. I think it's easier to say that we wouldn't buy it for ourselves. Why the hell are we buying it for anyone else? They're not coming anyways. It's 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 fine. Uh, it's a it's a nice dress up time of the year though. I, I do I do enjoy the costumes. I like that those kind of have a nostalgia feel where they never certain things never really go out of style and there's always a frequent trend of something new. So I'm not anti Halloween. I'm just the candy candy's not my jam. All right, that's not my, that's not my favorite thing. If I if I'd rather have like a different dessert or something else, I'm not. I'm not missing on, on candy bars or looking to get more candy bars. Like, I would never buy that for myself. I, I can't even think the last time I was at, like, a gas station or checking out anywhere. And like, hey, that, that Twix right there, that's staring at me. I, I need to get that. I need to get that in the, the last that's second good, purchase here. That's a good, healthy healthy lifestyle that you live. Now, you said you like the dressing up. Do you plan to dress up in costume this year? No, no. No, no I'm not going anywhere. That's a social thing. <laughs> you know, I'm not doing that. Well, sure, you know, this is like an opportunity where, you know, there's some sort of costume that you've been thinking about. And you're like, well, I want to take advantage of this. This is You, you don't really get many opportunities to, to dress up in costume. So this is like your one time and then you got to wait a whole whole 12 more months. Not really itching to do that either. That's that's not on the, the list of things to do later today. Like, I just wish, you know, th- there isn't a point in time where like, you know, I really wish I could get dressed. I had this great costume idea for blank. I'm I'm good. I'm good on it. It's great for kids. It's a, it's a child's holiday. It's not for, it's not for us. It's a, it's a college questionable sort of party and it's a it's a kid's thing it's not it's not for us it's in the past are there any holidays that are for adults i think all holidays are basically for kids and like you said eh, they're for kids well it, and, and college kids yeah the, the college kid they they made they, they certainly took out a, a a section of the holiday for themselves and made it very much their own i, I don't know how else to de- describe it but perhaps that was a trend that was always been happening but that's a that's a it's a very risque holiday in, in, in a lot of ways it's <laughs> Uh, how do You're we get not out- wrong there. How do we get out of this? Do we do we need to talk something else? Sports? 
or college, college basketball. Well, college there was kids, a, there was some news holidays. that came out. Yeah, it came out uh, recently. Uh, Kempom has his rankings for the year up. He is the, the analytics guy for college basketball. And then the, the AP poll, the preseason, uh, came out today. We are still, uh, I think it's three weeks away from actual tip-off of real games. But like, like I said at the start of this, we are not that far away. We're about one week out from the NBA and just three. So within the, the next month, we're going to have all the, the college uh, football and basketball and all the college and uh pro basketball basketball and football all the time now every every year you try to encourage me to watch more and more college football and i barely watch any college basketball being way more of a basketball fan it's a different sport in my mind but i have closely followed and, and more or less supported syracuse basketball of recent years now Bayheim retired and and truthfully even since the, the last couple of years when they were even in the acc they haven't been quite as competitive or quite the basketball program i think they were way back when so we have allotted and i think we've granted me permission to jump on board of another fan base seeing how Bayheim has retired and the program isn't what it once was i have some nominees i just i wonder if you wanted to pitch any sort of school prior to all this before i just started saying hey i i I'm kind of kind of into these well just for a little more backstory for for everybody else there's the, the the inner circle of us we uh Alex and myself are big college basketball fans and Will is just kind of on the fringe. You know, he's a basketball fan, but like he said, he's way more into pro. But the problem that we were having is that it's all quiet until one of our teams loses. And then he and maybe some other people just come out of, you know, out of the woodwork and start taking pot shots. So we said, hey, if you want, you know, a seat at the big boy table, you need to have a team. And I think we kind of rushed you a little bit. And, you know, this was a while ago and you picked Syracuse, but, you know, they've been struggling for, you know, for a while now. And it's not like you, you went there or you have some, you know, family, like real close ties. So we agreed to try to like reinvigorate you said, Hey, all right, you can, you know, Bayheim, once Bayheim retires, that's like a clean cut. And so now whatever team you pick when they lose, we don't, we're, we're going to, we're going to get a hold of you. And then if they do well, you know, you can, uh, you know, peacock around a little bit. So the first one that comes to mind is you have always been a, an Izzo fan. So Michigan State, they're coming in at number four in the country this year, usually uh, successful throughout the year. Uh, Izzo really doesn't care so much about the conference tournament. That's usually like a, a tune-up to get a little bit of rest before the before the actual tournament. Has had a, a bunch of, uh, I don't know if a bunch of success. Won, the, won, the, won it in 2000, has had some good runs, not another national championship. But, you know, always in the mix, winning a national championship is really hard. If that's all you're going to hold it to, you're not going to have a, a fun time. But it's about the ride. So my first one I was thinking would be, would be Michigan State, with the only issue being is Izzo is no spring chicken. So this could be a situation where, you know, you do this ride for four or five years, and then all of a sudden you're, you know, you're back to square one with a new coach. It's like I'm going to college. This is grad school right now. Right? It was Syracuse was college. This is going to be the temporary grad school stay of, of who knows how long. I, I do have Michigan State. They are the, the, I'd say, the top favorite option for the reasons you all mentioned that I, I've kind of always been an Izzo fan. I've always liked them as a sneaky tournament pick, and it would be fun to kind of be more fully committed to them rather than just a bandwagon hopping and being like, hey, you do not want to play these guys in March. I, I think they have a similar vibe to Syracuse as well where – there's just something different about the way they play that, in a preparation that I think is harder for other teams, with, whether it's the defensive pressure or, or who knows whatever creative kind of offensive guru thing they're going to come up with. But I, I, huge Michigan State, nothing nice, nothing but nice things about Izzo to say. I do have 
the, the problem that you mentioned though that I I don't really I don't I'm not enjoying this decision. This this isn't this isn't fun. It was so much easier to just say like no I I've just you're a Duke fan. You you are always probably going to be a Duke fan. There's no reason to stop being a Duke fan. It, it's much easier to just stay on one team. And I, and I worry of having to make this decision again. And if I have to make it so many times to eventually being like, I'm just out on all these decisions. This is terrible. Like, I just keep picking all the wrong ones. This is, this is worse than dating. Like I, how, how long is this going to last? Is it going to last longer than a marriage here? I mean, that's my concern. It's, it's a valid concern, right? Like I, I do have other teams though. Do you want to take a stab at a, another guess? Sure. Uh, well, one last thing on on Michigan State, which would be nice, is for uh, our our group. Then the the ACC and the SEC just uh, occasionally, but wouldn't necessarily be. My next suggestion for you, uh, San Diego State, out there in the Mountain West, they've been having uh, some some pretty good success. Uh, I don't think they're necessarily in the the, the national contender, but they're going to be in the AP poll. You're going to have some some fun times. Uh, you know, you spent some time out in San Diego, so you kind of got that to uh, you know the, that's where the connection is. A lot of games are going to be very late at night, so that could be tough. Where you have to decide, hey, how committed am I to this 11 o'clock start on a Tuesday? So that could be a little diff- difficult, but that's like the second one as I'm looking through the the, the poll that maybe you'd be interested in. You know, as I was doing all this, it, it would be even more convenient to kind of have a two for one. Now, you you have a college football team and you have a college basketball team you follow. I'm I'm so like lack of committed to either one of these that it would just be easier if I picked one and they were decent at both sports. So I, I did I did write down the, the common bandwagon hopping right now of Colorado did make the list, and and I I'd had the other flaw of the idea of you saying about late games on the wrong coast that 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 was an issue. I I, I do think that's a a bit of an issue as well as they may not be the strongest of basketball programs as well, but I'm going Dion extended here that this is just a growing school. And as long as he's there, this may be a growing program as well. All that being said, I did have to say, I had to write down at least one East coast team and without being like a complete bandwagon hopping, I I just, I came down and I wrote down Miami, the U thinking like that somebody's due for a turnaround of a program that could be a hell of a run eventually once and once was. And, they're not a, not a terrible program. I think they're very competitive. I, I, I just at least we're on the East Coast, you know. I'm the ACC. Your, your I'm, problem, the problem you're running in there into there is you're going Orange again, and their coach. I think he might even be older than uh, Izzo and Beheim. Just like the old guys, I guess so. I, I yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's a risk, uh, but you know, you don't necessarily have to you know jump off with if the coach changes. It's just this was a a natural separate separation of you just you know you want to avoid the zone so i've come up with three options and we've we've pretty much crossed them all off already i i wrote down arizona can I throw one more can i throw one more uh suggestion your way because yeah. you don't have to make the decision today i like this of like you know you got it broken down to three maybe you know maybe i you know have swayed you or at least you know your your recruitment is still very much open and then before uh you know it tips off you'll make your final decision but the uh, the other team has had a lot of success recently uh villanova didn't even make the list. Philadelphia, on the East Coast, uh, in the Big East. So uh, they usually do their games at six thirty and eight thirty, which is a little bit earlier than uh, than the other ones. I think they're mostly on Fox, so a little bit farther, uh, you know, away from ESPN. But they're definitely in in the Northeast. 
you know, definitely have had a, a a lot of a lot of success recently. They've recently changed coaches. Uh, a bunch of their players are playing for for the Knicks now, so you got that is just kind of also uh, in the Northeast. But uh, they're coming in at twenty two this year, so you know, not all the way at the tippy top. But I mean, if they made the the final four this year, I don't think anybody would be uh, completely shocked. Are you sure? I just don't want to watch the world burn and just do everything against all instincts and just dive all in on UConn. Just Mr. I'm already rooting against UConn on a daily basis. Uh, I think it would be, I don't know what the term exactly would be, but if you, I mean, they just won the national championship last year. Like, is that like, isn't that like like the ultimate uh, bandwagon hop? I'm, I'm not a UConn fan or defender in any way. I feel like they're a bandwagon school. Like everyone in this area, I, I, nothing matters until they win, and then I'll, I see all the the hats everywhere come out. All, all the all the merch, everybody's wearing the hoodies and the sweatshirts. Blah blah blah. It's I, I, I don't think I could do it. I, I think if you it. if you went if you went UConn, I and if that's what you want to do, you could do it. I think you'd have to go to multiple games because UConn is easily within driving distance for you. Where the other schools, it's like, hey, you know, if if they're in town, all right, maybe. I mean probably villain over these other teams like the closest they're going to get is new york city and that's still like not down the street but uconn's like they're going to play all of their home games at least a couple of times during the year you're going to be available and if that's your team you know you got to go see them in person i mean i looked at north carolina that's that's not a but again that feels like a program that is more or less rebuilding i mean the, they they had a coach for forever and it's not the same even if it is like like if you had no interest in switching off a of duke would you have ever considered it Consider, considered like after coach kate what? retired would you did you ever consider maybe switching up no no because i wasn't a fan of specifically coach k i mean he was part of all of it and coach k is a very specific example where he is like all maybe not all of duke's success but what 90 plus percent has been while he's been there and really built the program up so it was not so much of switching to another team it was just a concern that hey is coach k just like all in charge here and once he leaves like how much of the brand was he and is this going to be we go from hey we're getting uh one and dones we are successful we're got certain expectations <laughs> we're, we're very hated it's like is that all just going to go away you know not in year one but you know in the next decade and it, at least at this point it doesn't look that way but i mean that was more the concern than changing teams it's just like well your team's your team you don't you know you don't get to switch i mean you had coach k for your your entire fandom lifetime whatever lifespan that is it was Coach K the whole time. Like the, the, like, I mean, literally before I was born. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You weren't. You say you like you weren't a fan of just Coach K. You're a fan of the school. I I, I get that, but the, he was coaching your entire life. So how is it? Yeah, not... true. It, it, yeah, they're married. It's they're married together. It's hard to separate the two. I I agree. So I I see with the ending of that, the conclusion of that, there would be a possibility of doing that. I I just I guess I compliment schools that are able to rebound off of losing, you know, a a, a huge dynasty coach like that. And moving on and still being a relevant basketball program because Syracuse, I, I, I don't even know if there was a real true effort made to all that because I, I feel like they held on to Bayheim too long and then now I don't know if it just ever comes back. Like is it, is it just over? It was kind of weird that they were this popular school out in the middle of nowhere, upstate New York, having the success that they even had. I mean, they played zone. Like there's no, I don't know any other school that's it's known for just playing zone. They, they there was a lot of odd weird things going on with this that I don't know if they're necessarily able to duplicate any anything close to it i i I think it really helped them being good in the big east back like 
the premier Big East, you know, for a long time. And that's kind of how a lot of people, like when they were able to get on TV, you know, when they partnered with ESPN early on with ESPN, I think a lot of people were able to watch that historically you wouldn't have been able to watch. And I think that's how it, how it got interesting. And just, you're never really sure how certain programs, you know, are just, are just able to grow and just, you know, Beheim had just been there for so long. I mean, he was he was a player. He, he just worked his way up. Like <laughs> you talk about Coach K being there, you know, Duke a long time. You know, Beheim just you know forever. Yeah. All right. Last last question before we we move on to some actual sports that are happening soon and happened this past weekend. If you, ah, I don't even know how I want to phrase that necessarily. If you if you had to pick a, a team or a college that's feels very due for a championship that I get like a, a bandwagon is, is coming. Like it, it might happen this year. They've been there. They've been in the mix the last couple of years and never gotten over the hump. This would be a really good time to jump on it before it actually might happen. Like, is there a team that you feel is due for a college championship? That's just always in the mix and hasn't really gotten over. Got it. I got it. I'm ready. Who is it? Huge disappointment last year. Purdue. They got returning national player of the year. Zach Eady. He's a thousand feet tall. He was just on the uh, on the on the Canadian national team, so he's been hanging out with NBA guys. Uh, lost to a 16 seed the year before. Had uh, uh, Jaden Ivey uh, also had a disappointing uh, postseason, but during the season, definitely good. And just you know, last time a one lost to a 16 seed, Virginia. The next year, they won the championship. So I, I think Edie and some of the other guys they've been around for a little bit and just. You know, you got to come back, and you just know the whole year is not going to matter because they're I, they're coming in at, at number three in, in the AP poll. So if you know, the, quote, if the season ended today, they're going to be number one seed again. And throughout the whole year, it doesn't matter how much they're winning; they could be number one in the country. It's always going to be, eh, well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen Thursday? Uh, you know, at two o'clock when they're playing the 16 seed, everyone's going to be doubting them. So. But out of all the all the teams that you're saying, ooh, you know, who who come out of? I mean, not not coming out of nowhere. They're they're top top three, top five team here. But I think they've been in the mix for a while, and they could uh, they could make the run. Yeah, just I'll just act like I've been a Purdue guy for the last like five years. It'll, it'll be easy. No one will, no one will doubt it. <laughs> you know, it's just be the second they win. Like, oh yeah, always been in the team. Yeah, just, just been my, been my team forever. You you didn't know? <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what the mascot is. What is it? Do you know? I don't know. Boilermakers. Wouldn't have got that. Great cocktail. Uh, all right. Let's move on and do some college football stuff. I, I mentioned sure. Colorado being a possibility of a, of a team here, and it's 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 all Dion related. I just I like the attention of it. I like that he's doing what he can for a school that didn't necessarily come out of nowhere, but he, he you know, he easily could have picked a blue blood and, and gained gain the attention without without it being him necessarily. They had a huge lead, did not go so well. This was a, we all went to bed and there was a score and then we all woke up and was like, wait a minute, what happened? I'm not sure what happened. You, you watched this, right? You were up, you, you did you go to bed or did you wake up and do the mistakes? I went to bed. I went to bed. This game was not a, a, a East Coast start. This was at Colorado. So this didn't tip off until I think the game before went a little long. So it was scheduled for 10. It didn't tip off or tip off. It didn't kick off until uh, after 10. And so I watched, uh, you know, the first half, and it was just like it's Friday. This was this was the you know the game that was on. There wasn't really anything else on because you know, it's Friday night, and twenty nine to nothing. <laughs> it was like 
well, I got stuff to do tomorrow. Like there was nothing. I'm not a Colorado or a Stanford fan. So there was no pull. Just like, Oh, I'm going to see this through. It's just an easy, just all right, cool. Going to go to sleep. This is uh Colorado. All right. And we'd already, I'd already mentioned, you know, Colorado has already gotten beat down. You know, they had their little magical run at the beginning and just like, Nope, they're not really going to come up in conversation, but unfortunately they're coming up in conversation on the wrong side, all sorts of Stanford victories, Colorado uh, records, SEC or not SEC, Pac-12 uh, records that since this is their last season uh, are going to stand for a while. But I was trying to think, when was the last time I went to bed with a game that was just so like certain and then woke up and was really absolutely floored when I, I think I saw it on the bottom line and just did the like double take and like pulling it up on my on my phone of like, they lost in oh how did this happen and oh man yeah i was yeah i was just trying to think of other times where i've been so shocked once i once i went to sleep to to wake up to that i i think it's a i mean look this is the consequence of of the attention it's it's great to when it's all going your way but you know you put a spotlight on yourselves and you make a mistake or you have a game end in a way like this does it not make you want to regret all the attention you put on your like let's just let's just turn that spotlight off for a second here let me just hide in the dark because man not a fun way to go and and tons of opportunities either it, it was like we were, we were watching it all melt down and yet they still had opportunities it goes into overtime I think it goes into two overtimes I think that they had a second chance and then yeah yeah it was I, double it was double overtime um do you think? I mean, do you regret the attention, or this is just comes with the the territory at this point, right? This is, this is the big school program stuff. It comes with this sort of backlash of when things go wrong, you are going to be scrutinized for it. Like, like it, there's no, no. This is this is a whole this is a whole other level. This isn't hey, Dion's doing it a different way, or you know, people are just against this. It's <laughs> you blew you blew a twenty nine point lead. This happens to anybody, and there's going to be some conversations about it, especially when it's on Friday night. It's Saturday. There's all these uh, shows that are getting ready for Saturday football to have something to talk about that happened the night before that we both mentioned we didn't see the ending to. So people actually need to watch TV to find out, hey, what exactly happened? Walk me through it. So I don't think this is a, a Colorado or a Dion thing. I think this is a you blew a huge lead at home. And boy, is that embarrassing. What was it? Wasn't wasn't a good look. Wasn't a good look. But, but that, I think we've talked about them enough. I was they say, are, there, there's actual since, with with that loss. They are now tied for last in the uh, in, in Pac-12. So I mentioned I wasn't going to talk to about them, but this was this was an exception. Uh, the only uh, other thing that I had from uh, uh, from the weekend was uh, Notre Dame came out and uh, beat USC. So as a Notre Dame fan, that was a bunch of fun. I was not expecting that sort of dominant uh, victory. There had been rumors that USC had a, had a defensive problem, but, you know, we'll get into it later with the way the Patriots season's going. And it was all talk about, uh, you know, Caleb Williams, this and Caleb Williams, that and he's the best and all this to then <laughs> watch him play. And, you know, this is one game, you know, he's, he's already, he's a Heisman winner. <laughs> this is not how his NFL career is going to go, but there was definitely a, well, well, this part is, isn't great. So yeah, that's, that's my, my college uh, football stuff with a, uh, Going forward, uh, this Saturday, noon kickoff, undefeated Penn State at undefeated Ohio State. Both of these teams are right in the mix to be in the college football playoff. These aren't just, hey, yeah, these are ranked, but they're in the teens, and by the end of the year, there's no chance. Whoever wins this, it could really be in the driver's seat to make the, the college football playoff. So if you are looking for a game that actually has some stakes to it, this is the game for you.
Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna watch. It's 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 fine. Maybe, maybe next year. Maybe maybe once I'm tied into a college basketball team, you can slowly fo- force me into a, their college football program. Like you really should double up if you want to. If you want me to have any interest in all of this, like the the strategy of picking the college basketball team should have at least a decent or competitive re- relevant football program, which which they all should have. We talked about that last week, so I, I just think that's. I kind of want to root for two teams. I don't know how you do the Notre Dame Duke thing and how that like doesn't bother you. Like they played each other last week. They they like that that doesn't. There's not a conflict of interest there. You don't you don't see that at all. Didn't bother me at all. That's how it's always been though, right? It's you, weird when, when you were a it's kid. Definitely, like it's you just definitely did weird. That, right? It was weird that day because I was at the fair and I saw someone wearing a Duke shirt, and so it was immediately like, oh, cool. And then it was like, no, just not today. Just but not today. Different you you held back you can't even you, you wouldn't have worn any duke attire on that day then no not on saturday not on that saturday i see i don't i don't know i don't know if this is just like a weird way you grew up or are there other people that do this there there must be i don't know enough college fans and and mood's a especially, bad example especially he, in the, i would say maybe more in the uh in the northeast cuz i see if you went to ohio state is like you're the football. You're on the football team, and the basketball team. You don't have another team, but in the in the Northeast, it's like the closest football team is you know Boston College, who since Madden hasn't really been relevant. I mean, technically UMass is D1, but they're not even in a conference. So as you go a little bit further, I, technically UConn has a football team. Once again, they're not in a conference. So now you're going all the way to like like Rutgers. So there's just not a lot of football teams around here. Yeah, that's fair. It's fair. It, it it all it all makes sense. It's just I just I just it's try it's I, just, a, I, it, I try to weird. imagine like another another sport like it just it, I mean they especially for basketball they play in the same conference. Yeah, and they're not again they're, they're not like it's not like they're the worst program on either either side like like they're not the Irish aren't a terrible basketball program they've been relevant they've had draft picks like yeah Mike Breen had a had a decent run while he was there I mean the past few years have been been rough but you know overall you know i will say that we didn't mention this when i was talking about picking a college basketball school it is i I am jealous of both duke and kentucky that you guys get so many draft picks in the nba that you get to kind of continue following multiple second careers of of your school's teams and alumni you know when i think picking the school i i want i want that to be relevant like i don't want to i want if i'm going to put the effort into following a team and learning guys names it would be cool if those names remained in my life even if it was in against the celtics and other opponents i, I is there is there a school that outside of those two that, that gets like the top draft picks like what are do you, what what are the rankings like maybe i should be looking at that like where does michigan state rank on that is are they ahead of miami arizona nah, usc well, it's hard right it's not easy and then it's like i don't want to just jump in and be like kansas that, like, that, yeah. that was my immediate it was going to be it was going to be kansas yeah i don't i don't know I, i'd be curious to see if i'd have to look up the info on that that may rearrange the rankings for for next week my, my plan is to, to kind of have an announcement before this all starts so i think that might be next week or at some point for for college basketball i i think it's really the like duke and kentucky are closed and it probably kind of oscillates you know, year to year with guys going in and guys leaving, but I think they're so much farther ahead than everybody else. Um, and I can't pick those teams. I can't just suddenly become a Duke or Kentucky fan. That's not fun. That's going to be saying, so... Let me see. I got it. This is relatively recent. This is 2023. I don't know exactly what 2023, but 
uh, active NBA players. Kentucky's got 26. Uh, Duke's got – oh, that's weird. Uh, Duke's got 25. And then the next closest is Kansas and North Carolina are tied. Uh, UCLA and Arizona are tied right below that. So it's all, it's all the blue bloods. Yeah. As you as you imagine. Yeah, I do. All right. All right. Well, any uh no no other uh, college football stuff. I, I let's do some pro. No, that's it for me. Let's do some pro stuff. I saw a story that you sent me earlier that the NFL was talking about a Super Bowl in a new location this year, let alone a new country. Uh a London Super Bowl? Yeah, the only my only real feedback on on all of this is uh I, I hope I don't want to black out again. So I hope I hope the amenities are, are fine. I don't think we'll have that issue. And I, I hope the, the music act is improved. Because I think if anything, well, you're gonna get much better performance over there. I just think you have better local options if you choose to go local and I see no reason why you wouldn't. Or or is the idea that you, you want to have an American sport with an American act. I don't know, maybe maybe you, that's a bigger draw, but I'm not opposed to all this. I, I guess I, I do I do think it's kind of a weird disadvantage though for the teams. I assume they still do the two weeks there for the the media the week before, so maybe the time change isn't as relevant. But it is, it is a, it is something that they haven't done in the past, and it is it's kind of a big change, right? Like I, I think this is this is really really making this a forcing this as a global sport. I mean, these guys don't even have a pro team in this country. It's 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 a, it's a big uh, it's a big switch here. Uh, what are what are your what are your thoughts on it? You think this is a good idea or a bad idea? It just seems weird. It's like what's more American than the Super Bowl. It's like Super Bowl Sunday. Everybody knows Super Bowl Sunday in America. That's, it's, uh, you know, there, there's always, a, you know, the unofficial talk of Monday after the Super Bowl should be a national holiday because everybody's watching the Super Bowl and, you know, the urban myths about, you know, at halftime, how many toilets are flushed and how many wings are eaten and all, all the, the American just over the topness of it, of a sport that we invented and no one else in the world really cares about except for us. And we're having these one off games. In, in the in the morning, and there seems to be interest over there. It's kind of hard to tell. I, I don't think the NFL would say, you know, no, no, no one cares. <laughs> you know, that's not the propaganda they're going to push to us. But to have the biggest game over there, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know like, who who does this who does this help exactly. Uh, of course, as soon as I, I I saw this this news, I tried to compare it. I was like, all right, what am I going to say on, on the podcast? And I was thinking, it's like, well, the equivalent of this would be like, what if they held the World Cup in America? Like, we don't even care about soccer. And then it hit me that the next World Cup, or it's the next one or the next one after that, is in America. Or at least, like, in North America between Mexico, Canada, and, and the United States. So it's like, well, that's not a great comparison uh, Hold on. As, as that's happening. Actually, I do think it's a great comparison. It's it's the world putting on the world's best version of it, or the best version of that sport in your country. And how many how many people this country bought in? Like it's not like that hasn't happened here before. So like the idea that we're just suddenly going to do football over there and that they're going to buy in, like we didn't buy into soccer or, or football or whatever the European football. Like it's not it's not like it worked here. Is what I'm saying. Like we've had the World Cup here, and it's it, we didn't suddenly you know, produce a ton of football talent and fans. Like it didn't catch on. So like, I don't know, like you said, if the, the point of all this is, is it going to catch on? Like, cause we're only doing this to expand the sport. Do you think this the only, and I don't know if it really expands it or, or not. I mean, maybe uh, the one positive that I did, cause you know, I'm just trying to try to find a silver lining here is that if they do play it in London, the game will have to be earlier. And, 
as most of the games are played at one o'clock during the regular season, if the Super Bowl was at one o'clock, that would definitely be unique. I'm not opposed to it. I feel like we take the whole day, like we mark the whole day off as a Super Bowl day. Like nobody's doing. I don't remember ever doing anything the first half of the Super Bowl day. I remember being like, "Nope, we're doing Super Bowl thing." We watched we watched the Celtics, and it's when Rondo tore his ACL. That's all I remember. Sure, but the day was marked off as like everything we're doing in preparation today is is for the game later, and then we stay up way too late because the game goes on forever, and then the post game, if if it's relevant for you, which being Patriot fans, it, it has been. it has been very relevant for us for many years. I think that should be posted. It's I'm just saying it's a late night, and the next day is a Monday. I'm not and oppo- a lot of times our team is playing in it. I'm not opposed to an earlier start. I thought in, in San Diego watching the sports over there was just so much more complimentary on the earlier start. The three hours earlier is it's, it's all we need. So the one o'clock is, is a bit of a tougher pitch, but I, the three o'clock. I, and I don't know if it was for sure be at one o'clock, but I'm just thinking normally the Super Bowl, I think, is uh, 630 or six or 630. So, I mean, that would be a, a midnight kickoff like. That, that that's not gonna happen. So I was thinking, okay, if you had a seven o'clock kickoff, you know, I think I'm pretty sure it's a six hour difference. That would put it right right around one o'clock for for us on the on the East Coast here. I think at the end of the day, we're not going to this game either either way. I don't have any interest in going to the Super Bowl. Like, do you like even if you could pick any of the Patriots Super Bowls and knowing the the results now would be yeah, obviously I would love to attend all of them. It, it would be great, but I don't think I could handle any of the losses and I think I'd of, rather go to an AFC championship game. Well, I think a lot of them were actually better games. The thing is, is it feels like Not even the better game. Just when you are at the, at the AFC championship, you're at Gillette, you know, you're in your element, you know, for sure. It's going to be stupid cold, but you're like around like a bunch of the Patriots fans. When you go to the Super Bowl, it's all right. Yeah. You're it's a bunch, it's a big corporate event that the, that a football game's happening at. So it's just way easier. It's like, I'm just going to save my money. Just watch this on TV. Like, you know, most Americans. It's it's a huge cost for the most crowded event I think you could pick to do. I, I think that's a draw. I'm wondering if this is just a if this is just a, a ploy. Like it gets floated out there, hey, we're thinking about this just to get the owners and the cities to pony up more here in America. Do you think it's just like you know a little shot over the bow? Like, hey, you if you aren't gonna you know up your price what you're willing to pay you know we're gonna take this away from you we're gonna we're gonna now we're gonna take it away from your city we're gonna move it across the ocean a whole other country's gonna get it well like i just said i don't think we have real interest in attending it it's not like that changes us we're gonna watch it like we're not we're not planning on driving somewhere to be closer to this so it being over there the, the amount of people that go compared to the amount of people have watched i mean that's a tiny percentage yeah so who cares where it is is what i'm saying then like we're not going to it. There are so many. There's so few people attending this regularly, regardless, because you don't know. You know what team's going to be in there. Like, how can you even plan on going to this? It's just for the rich and the rich and fortunate that can travel and, and be there. Like, it, it's a, it's a. It I think it able- does help the. I, I think it does help the city, whatever city that it's in. It's not just the that day. Like you said, there's two weeks. There's a lot of media that comes in. There's a lot of people around and i think that it'll definitely uh that could definitely help the the city with just all the attention it gets and all the all the tourism i'm telling you the only real win here is the the halftime show would be fantastic i mean who knows who knows what kind of british why would act- it be different i just assume they would be a it's, british it, act. it's the biggest it's the biggest event 
the, we've had British acts before. We have. They, and we, they'll, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll come to America. Don't, don't you worry. They, they will. But I think this is an excuse to eliminate a lot of the, the American acts that I think we've struggled and, and tried to force in the past. And I don't think you'll struggle as much picking a, a local London act. Who would you pick? I'm not sure. I, I'm, not, I'm not prepared for the answer. I, I just think you yeah, have... it's, it's it, Well, because it's, it's interesting. In the past, uh, I don't know, five to ten years, it went from... Uh, hey, you know, we you you do you want to play the Super Bowl? Like, we'll pay you to do the Super Bowl. Where now it's flipped, and now you have to pay the NFL t- to perform. It's just weird uh, that you know you have to pay to work. So I think there's a, a bunch of uh, the, the premier bands that either as a matter of principle or just as like just well, why would I why would I pay you to do my acts when I could just get paid to do it? a whole bunch of other venues at a whole bunch of other times. I'm just going to sit at home and watch the Super Bowl in my pajamas all comfortable. Yeah, also, I won't have any limitations. I'll have an extended time period. Like, you're, you're forced into this 15-minute act, and you need to cram everything in there, and then occasionally you they'll be like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's not just you. We added yeah, this other, yeah. like, very relevant but not nearly as relevant as you that you have to incorporate into into your thing. Don't worry, it'll only be like two minutes of the fifteen, yeah. and it's like, wait, what? Like, and a lot of times it's a uh, completely different uh, musical genre. Yeah, it's like, don't worry, we're gonna get your audience is gonna like their audience, and there's there's no way this will conflict at all. No, no one's gonna think this is a bad combination. It it can't be easy. Yeah. And like and like and, we always say, this isn't always for us. So I I don't know. Maybe 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 if you were able to gain. Like, do we want London singer audience fans suddenly watching football? Like, we got all the Taylor Swifties watching now. Like, do we want the Adele? Like, do we just have an Adele halftime and just try to scoop it in that audience too? Like, I don't, I don't know what the singer audience is, but I do know that they do have some large audience of performers out there that I, I think could afford to perform. Because that, that's the other thing. Like you said, it's such a business decision too. It, it's not nobody needs to grow like this anymore. This isn't this isn't an opportunity to, like it once was. Yeah, it's it's it was definitely a an odd an odd headline that I saw. It's just wait, what what? Just kind kind of out of out of nowhere, out of, out of left field, if you will. All right, well, out of left field were all of our picks this past week. I actually thought we had a very successful week. I I believe I caught up a bit. I think I am tied with you, and I think we have the same pick tonight. So we will be going tied into the next week. We did get some more right. It still wasn't the prettiest week. I think we got screwed out of a couple closings, a couple questionable calls, a couple just unlucky things, and a bunch of unpredictable stuff, and including two undefeated teams not going, not not going to be undefeated much longer. And it's it's over. There's none left. It's it's not how I thought it would go. This isn't the week I thought it would end. And we'll we'll get to that. We we'll get was, to that. Th- th- this was a wonky week where there were some real underdogs that won. The kickers were terrible. A lot of misses. Uh, definitely just you go through it and looking back of just wow just a lot of weird stuff happened I thought there was a bunch of just weird scores so I'm looking at the scores I'm like what how do we get to these numbers and then you, you think back to the wonky is a good way to describe it yeah all right so this, this is an unusual start to it all uh but all right thanks thanks for making your picks and competing we're, we're catching up we had a we finally had a better week I think we can have another good week this week it's going to kick off on Thursday with the Jacksonville Jaguars at the New Orleans Saints. Jaguars, they, they got to win. They put up a bunch of points. They're slowly and quietly 4-2. and two. I haven't been giving this team a whole bunch of credit. If anything, I've kind of been doubting them week after week. But, you know, they, they score points. I, I and Having a team that just doesn't do that, I, I, 
I'm so jealous of a team that that's able to put up 37 points and take care of business like they did last week. I think they'll take care of business again this week on the road. New Orleans got a good look at them this past week. I just think, man, Carr, is, is, he threw the ball 50 times this weekend and only got one one interception and one touchdown. It's 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 fine, and I think we said he was the the veteran of the of the division here, and there's still like not a very high ceiling with that. I'll take Jacksonville on the road. Who are you going with? I'm going with the Saints. The uh, the the Jacksonville Jaguars, like they're they're doing you know okay, but I don't really trust it all the way. As well as uh, more importantly, Trevor Lawrence is a little banged up. Not sure if he's going to play, and definitely if you're bringing in uh, CJ Bethard. Uh, I'll take Derek Carr over him, especially at home. So uh, I think it's going to be close, but I'm going with the Saints. Yeah. All right, next game. Las Vegas Raiders at the Chicago Bears. Uh, no London game this week. One o'clock Sunday. Raiders. Oh, speaking of that, I'm glad. I'm glad. I like I like the London game, but we got it three weeks in a row, and I just I need, I need a little break, you know? Sprinkle that in. We're not too far away. I think it might be next week or shortly after. We're gonna have the, uh, the 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 Germany games, but I just like okay. There's a little bit of a break. I, I have a Sunday morning to you know do other things, and I can wait till the afternoon for football. And it's not just immediate right away. What is, is that your thought, or do you you want more football all the time? I'm all for more football all the time. I just can we get a good game at 9 a.m. Like I, I just feel like it's punishing. It's like a reminder of like this is why I only watch Red Zone. Like th- this game is so hard to watch on its own. They're ugly games. It was an ugly game this past morning, uh, past Sunday morning. I, I just think if it was a great game, it'd be like oh my god, there's football on. This is this is really incredible. Like it's on already. Like it's already happening. That the scores are going up. There's no scoring. We need more scoring. Give me more scoring on the early games, and, and no one will have any issues with it. But and we keep sending over Jacksonville over there against, you know, fill in blank. It's it's not going to always be a good game. And I guess that's my real only objection to it. I, I, I don't think it needs to be every week, though. It does does catch you off guard. It's 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 a quick quick turnaround at 930. And, man, if you're on the West Coast, you know, get those lineups set up the night before because that, that's coming. Definitely. All right. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders at the Chicago Bears. Raiders got a win. You could say it was a bye this past week. The Bears are – not as good as Minnesota. They weren't able to, to do that. Justin Fields is out. I, I don't know how you could pick Possibly. Chicago. <laughs> yeah, well, all right. Even if he does come back, this team is one and five. He's, he's probably, I just want to say, he's he, he hasn't been ruled out. He's probably out, uh, dislocated his thumb, wanted to come back, but then couldn't grip the ball, which seems pretty important as a quarterback. I just wanted to add that in there that uh, he hasn't been ruled out yet, but it's probable or it's unlikely that he'll play. Well, the one in five team now has a quarterback with a broken thumb and their next option is probably not any better. And that's, that's concerning with a team that I can said is one in five and very fortunate to have that one win. I'll take the Raiders on the road. I'm sorry, Chicago. I mean, what else? I mean, maybe is this their, is there a silver lining here? Are they going to suddenly find a groove with maybe another quarterback? Like what opportunity, like, what's the best thing that Chicago could hope for at this point? Like just Justin Fields is healthy for next year. It's, Good luck, Chicago. I'm sorry. I'll take the Raiders on the road. Who you got? I am also going to go with the uh, the Raiders on the road, and in, this could be a real ugly one with two backup quarterbacks. Not fun. Not fun for anybody. Make that the London game. Just just put them at nine o'clock. Nobody wants to watch that. The one thing though from uh, from from that game, do you know who the Bears backup quarterback is? It's not Jay Cutler. 
No, it's not Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, he's, he's been retired for, for, for quite quite some time now. No, there's no reason you should know it, but his name is uh, Tyson Badgett. And really, he's not the uh, he, he's not the story. It's his dad. His dad's a 19-time arm wrestling champion. <laughs> that, that's a resume. How's that? How's that for a stat? How do you bring that up in conversation? Like you have to, you can't just say it. Like how how does it how does it come up? Like, like as how, how would you sneak as, it in? It, if you are the person that has won nineteen uh, world championships, or as your as Tyler or Tyson telling people about his dad. I think if you are the person, I think it's harder if it's the dad. I mean, I guess if, if you are the person, you do not need to say it because your arm has to be absolutely enormous. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I but... think it's busting out of every T-shirt, and it's not a, hey, uh, yeah, I wonder. It's like maybe you don't know for sure that he's an arm wrestling champion, but you know he's got to be in the mix. Do you think they train with both arms, or do you think they just have a macho one arm? Macho one arm. That's still pretty impressive. It's a it's a very masculine thing of saying like I can prove that I can beat you in this and it's a very specific strength that if you're dominant in it it's it's incredibly impressive like complete meathead like any bar you go into just knowing like I could beat everybody in here I'm my arm is stronger than their arm we'll keep an eye out on that storyline that might be the only news yeah. uh, maybe the only good news there. in Chicago that you I asked for good news you you gave it to me that that was it let's let's focus on that this guy's an actual winner next game. Cleveland Browns at the Indianapolis Colts. Cleveland, big win this past week. You could say it was lucky, but nonetheless, it was a, it was a successful win. The defense is back. There were certainly some injuries on San Francisco. I, 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 I've been in and out on this team. If the defense is good, I think they're relevant. They didn't have Watson this past week. There was a bye, bye week before that and then an injury week before that. I don't know what's going on with Watson over there. The team is still able to get a win. It's I don't know if there's something we're, we're waiting for on Watson or what's truly wrong, if he's going to be out longer or, or what's going to happen. But they still, even with that situation, we may have two backups playing in this because it looks like Anthony Richardson is probably going to be done for quite some time. And it's going to be the Minshew. Yeah, he's on the IR. He's definitely not playing. It's going to be the Minshew mustache at home. And I don't know if it's good enough. I I'm, I don't know what's going on with Jonathan Taylor. He got some more snaps this week. I thought Zach Boss still looked pretty good, but. I'm taking Cleveland because I, I guess I'm not rooting for Minshew over that. I just think the Cleveland defense is the only for sure good thing in this game that I, I can say that that's very good at football. And I don't know if I can say that about anything in Indianapolis. So I will take the Colts on, or the, the Browns on the Browns on the road. Who you got? I am going to go with the Colts. Browns got huge win, knocking off the undefeated 49ers beforehand. Uh, but that Cleveland Browns, it, it can be kind of hit or miss whether that defense is elite or not elite. Uh, my bigger concern is that Gardner Minshew, in his last uh, 12 games as a starter, is 2-10, and 10, where when he comes in in relief the past two games, he's 2-0. and 0. So I don't know if maybe you bring him off the, off the bench. Maybe you can trick him and say, hey, Gardner, the game already started. Hey, you got to get in there when really, like, nope, the game hasn't, hasn't started. So I don't know what kind of – trickery we got to do but i uh i think the colts will get the job done at home next game buffalo bills at the new england patriots it has not been a fun patriot season it probably isn't ever going to be this year i will say i'm not looking forward to playing buffalo but if there ever was a week to play them you know they beat the giants last week 14-9 
14-9, that is a Patriots winnable game right there. That is a, if we get one and we hold them to this, we we have a chance. And if the Buffalo offense is is going to be completely hungover after that Miami performance a couple weeks ago, I, I'm not saying the Patriots are going to win, but if the score is looking like 14-9, we're not going to feel very far out of it. The problem is, is I still don't think we're going to win. I'm still going to take Buffalo. I, I There's nothing... I'm I'm ready to, I'm ready for a change in New England. Let's just try something else. We we got touchdowns this past weekend. That was a good change. If we could continue to do that, I'd I'd feel really good about it. But there's nothing else to really feel good about here. I'm taking Buffalo on the road. I'm not gonna lock it in, but I, I don't see a world where New England actually wins this game. Who you got? Well, I've been really paying attention and I mean Porzingis is looking awesome out there. I, I just don't know when he's in the pick and roll. I mean, it is going to be really tough because if he's in the pick and roll, he's rolling to the hoop. And then if you got Al in the corner, the Al's man's going to have to come over and help on the roll. And then Al's going to be wide open and Al, you know, shooting 40 something percent from three. And I, I think it's really going to help Al. He's not going to, you know, even if he starts, he's not going to have to play as, as many minutes. Uh, Drew Holiday's getting his act together. So, I mean, that's what I've been focused on. I don't know why the NBA decided for preseason to have the Celtics play three games in four nights. So all our guys had to sit a bunch, but we're going to play our, uh, I think it's our last preseason game tomorrow. I don't know how many preseason games there are, but that'll happen. And yeah, the Celtics are about to start, but yeah, but in, in, in reality here, the, the Patriots, they're, they're just so bad. I mean, it was nice to score points, you know, and to score touchdowns, but first play of the game on offense, false start penalty. On the final drive, we have to drive all the way down the field. There's a, we we got a chance. We got a chance. Uh, you know, we could we 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 could we could make this happen. Two penalties, like in in a row. Like we need to play absolute perfect football. And even if we did, most teams I don't think we're able to beat. And we still are just like we're not there. I think uh, Mac had a great pass to uh, Devonte uh, Devonte and. Yeah, just couldn't couldn't agree. I knew it wasn't Devontae Adams. We we kind of knocked Devontae Adams around, uh, but it was just yeah. It's just it's just frustrating. Uh, this was the first week I, I didn't even bother to, uh, to to put the full game on. It's like no, nope, it's on red zone, but I don't need it on on the second screen. It's just so frustrating to watch. Uh, we did have Malik Cunningham as the backup. He came in a couple times as a as a wide receiver, but that's it. But with this game against the Bills, you said, hey, how they played last week, you know, we we could score that many points. At what point does Malik Cunningham come in uh, this week, this Sunday? The second half, guaranteed. What point point of the second half? Third quarter, start of the third, right out of half. We'll be down. Right out of of half? Okay. We'll be down 14-0 after the first quarter. Maybe we hold them to 17-0 at the half, and it's just like, all right, well, Mac, Mac, again, you know, just we're, we're down. We we need points. He had a bad pick again, and just we we go down so quickly, and there's just we we can't play from behind. We we have the worst strategy to play from behind. We we're we're like Syracuse in the zone. It, it, it's like we we we're we have a limited amount of time left, and we've we've chosen to give the, let the the other team to just milk as much clock as possible because we have no way of controlling it. We have we have no way of getting the ball back. We have no threat. There's nothing to be fearful of this at all, and I think it's just making guys take more chances on defense against us that are not being punished. Like I, I think there's, we're just not a good team. We couldn't even cover the spread. We got a safety at the very end. We couldn't even cover. That just oh, it's just awful. Just awful. The safety. Only one. Only one more football. Only one more Patriots game before the Celtics season starts, and then 
we'll be off to the races and we don't have to focus on it so much. I mean, we're one and five and it has not been a fun year. The safety may be close to one of the worst plays of the season. It was just, it was fourth. It was, uh, uh, you can't <laughs> anything but that. Like that's, that's the worst right. outcome. Anything but that next game. Ugh, so bad. Washington commanders at the New York giants commanders coming off a 24, 16 win at, uh, versus Atlanta. And they're a 500 team, man. They're three and three. New York Giants are one and five. That was a, I mean, like we can get into the, the this is actually the whole podcast here. The, the Tyrod Taylor discussion of, of it happens twice. They're at the goal line at the end of the half. They have no timeouts left. What are those? Eight seconds left. And they, they get the ball at the one yard line after a pass, pass interference. And they, they hand it off and it's the only play they get. They're not able to spike the ball in time. And everyone is like, that was inexcusable. That was irresponsible time management of the clock and i i Dable was so upset i i look i understand like statistically yes you would much rather have three chances to score and you might have had that if you were able to throw the ball into three quick hit plays just just sling it out if it's there it's not get rid of it but i still think that their best offensive weapon with their backup quarterback and not really having any true wide receivers that i advertise as excellent red zone threats especially for a high ball maybe waller but I, I just don't think it was that inexcusable to say we're just going to give the ball to Saquon Barkley at the one-yard line. I, I just didn't think it was that inexcusable. I, I understand the statistical disadvantage of one try versus three and that your team's really not that good, so you need every try you can get. I just I didn't think it was that bad of a, of, of a thing. I, I understand See, it. what you're missing, though, is that it's not just the one versus the three. It's that it would have probably more likely been, instead of this one attempt where you either get seven points or you get zero points you could have had two attempts to get seven points and then one to get the pretty confident three points which as we saw at the end of the game would have been you know the game you obviously can play out differently but if it ends up playing out the same you end up winning because rather than you have to score a touchdown all you need to do and they did get in range is then kick a field goal i get it i get it but you know there's a lot going on. It's not easy to come in as a backup. I understand Tyrod's been a professional for a certain amount of time and that this was kind of a bit of a bonehead football IQ kind of mistake. But, you know, if Saquon scores on the handoff and they're at the one-yard line and, and they go into half being like, I don't know why the hell you called that option. That was a terrible decision, but it fucking worked. You're lucky. I, like, I think we're fine. Like, it's just, like Saquon should have got in. It's really, it's really another part of all this. I, in, in the back of my mind, I was just watching, like, Russell Wilson, like, probably – on his fake Twitter account, tweeting Pete Carroll and, and, and beast mode being like, see, is this, is this why I threw the ball? Like, you know, this, this, is, <laughs> this, this is what would have happened if, if, if I just handed it off to beast mode. If we got stopped, we would have got another playoff, completely different situation. But I, I, I felt like it happened twice and it happened again at the end of the game. It was like, Oh my God, this is really good. I, I can't believe a team was able to get to the one yard line and both times having Saquon Barkley, there wasn't able to get a touchdown either time. Like, I, I think that's a bigger flaw of this team. I, I understand the, the statistic of, of having the option to throw it at all and then settling for field goals, and you probably could have won the game. But, but if you can't score at the one-yard line with Saquon Barkley, you have huge problems because you don't have a quarterback either. So I didn't think it was as inexcusable as everyone thought. It, 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 they're, they're a one-and-five team, even if they won this game. So they're two-and-four. Is, is the season suddenly turned around? You know, we're waiting on Daniel Jones to get healthy, and, and then what? Like this, it's fine. This, this, this team's all right. Everyone should get off Tyrod Taylor. He's... He's had a, he's had a tough career. We, we need to pile on this guy already. Um, 
as for the Washington Commanders at the New York Giants this week, I'm going with Washington. I, I just think that they're a steadier team. They at least have some decent defense. H- Howell's got an offense, and, and then they have a couple running backs and some wide receivers that are kind of waking up. Uh, D- Dotson and Sam- uh, Curtis Samuel again having, having another week. Um, I'll, I'll take the Commanders on the road. I'm, I feel like I'm going way too many road teams today, but the home teams are just not good. Like the Patriots on the last one, Giants on this one. Uh, who, who are you going with, the home team or the road team? I'm going with the Commanders. Giants are bad. One in five, it, it's the who's going to get Caleb Williams game or <laughs> matchup. Yeah, th- there's a lot of – like this is the other fear. We, we've already talked about the tanking for the Patriots that we're we're playing for, for hopefully a new quarterback next year. Can you imagine we picked the wrong – quarterback because it happens and it happens a lot i think it happens more often than it doesn't and i don't think this team is like one quarterback away i think that's also the concern i'm there in the in the nba if you're bad and like in certain years it's just like ooh, if we get the number one pick this is going to turn the whole franchise around i mean it's not going to have you're not going to go to the playoffs and the finals in the you know, one year but it's like oh yeah if we, if we get this guy we we're going to make noise we're going to be relevant but in in football i think this could be we have a terrible year and then maybe you know we're we get the fourth pick and there's no quarterback there. We do grab, you know, the second best quarterback. And then, you know, we, we haven't moved that far, much farther in the next couple of years. So yeah, it's, it's a real, it's a real risk. I'm not looking forward to it. I'd almost rather not have it and just have signed somebody, but I don't know who it's going to be. There, there, there's, there's so many problems here, but that is the, that's like the cycle of the, of the bad franchise that that's run is you get this high draft pick you, you check the box of like, all right, so we have hopefully a high caliber quarterback and then we'll just figure out everything else around it. It's like so many, so many things we need. Look at, look at the bears. I The, the, the scarier part about the, the bears is that they were aggressive on draft day a couple years in a row. The Trubinsky thing, they got aggressive for that. The fields again, they got aggressive. I mean, making moves and then not getting the results. It's a terrifying price to pay. It, it's, it's just, it's so expensive. Moving on, Atlanta Falcons at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Atlanta, another another sneaky 500 team. They didn't win last week against the Commanders, but they're steady. I mean, I, I'm a big B. John Robinson fan. I, I think that they they have a really steady running game. And if Ritter can have some of those flashes a little bit more frequently, that this team can, can really be competitive. But I'm taking Baker at home. I like Tampa Bay. I think this is a sneaky offense here. I know uh, Evans has been in and out, and they have a whole bunch of injuries, but you know, Atlanta could easily not put up any points, and I just trust Tampa to hopefully score a little bit more. They, they kind of had a dud last week. I think they'll wake up a little bit more this week. Who are you going with? I'm going to go with uh, Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. They have to go against the Lions. Lions are actually good. Uh, I don't think Ritter's good. I think Baker Mayfield can be average, and I think average at home beats uh, not good on the on the road. All right, next game, Detroit Lions at the Baltimore Ravens. Amon Ross, St. Brown came back. Laporta played injured, and they they got another win. They're five and one. This seems to be a hot pick for this uh, this year. I was a little shy on them, but I, I'm starting to see the offense become kind of come together. The defense is a little shaky, but nothing is nearly as shaky as, as the Baltimore Ravens. Like even when Baltimore wins. I still feel like it's always an ugly win. It's never like, ah, oh, yeah, that's right. Steady, slow and steady Lamar. Very consistent, very reliable. It always feels like there's some fluky, crazy play that I, that needs to happen in their favor for them to win. And I don't think it's going to happen this week. So I'm taking Detroit on the road. I, 
I, I don't know what happens to, to Baltimore in the, the games that they look good. They look fine. And then when it's bad, man, it's it's like I don't understand where the same guys are out there and they just have no they have no threat at all offensively anymore. Like they just struggle. I think points wise, I don't think they're going to be able to score with Detroit. Who you got? I'm going to go with the Ravens. I'm hoping, you know, fingers crossed Lamar can make make the magic happen. Uh, I just mentioned that I think the Detroit Lions are, are actually good, but here here's a prove it game of you're gonna have to go on the road against a team that is not awful, and we'll see if you can get get a get a win. Next game: Pittsburgh Steelers at the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Pittsburgh coming off a bye week. Los Angeles Rams, another sneaky 500 team. Uh, Kyron Williams, he's, they're they're putting up points. Stafford, Cup, get them all. Puka, Atwell, they got they got some offensive weapons here. Uh, Pittsburgh, they're up and down as well. I just think LA has been a little bit more consistent. I, I, I don't know whether to buy into any of the wins on any of the the Pittsburgh stuff. Uh, it, could, it could be argued either way that this team's really good or really bad because I think they have some really bad wins, some really bad losses, and some really bad wins as well. I'm going with the Rams at home. Are you going to pick Pittsburgh on the road? No, I don't want to. I don't want to go with uh, Kenny Pickett. I, I like the weapons that the Rams have. I'm going with the Rams. Next game, Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. Arizona's one and five. I'm, I'm off the bandwagon. I, it was fun to be on it for a little bit. I had a lot of Dobbs love, and I, I thought this team was very sneaky and competitive. And even with some of the – man, Geno had some really bad plays this past week. Just inexcusable interceptions. It still had a chance to beat Cincinnati. I think they'll be able to out, out-duel whatever Arizona's able to put on here. I'll take Seattle at home. Who you got? I also like Seattle, like Kenneth Walker. Uh, this is my lock of the week. Lock it in, man. Gino, Gino's got to be better, man. Hopefully, all those picks just just get them all out of the way last week. Just no more of those. Next game: Green Bay Packers at the Denver Broncos. I mean, Denver's one and five. Also, it didn't look any better this past week. I don't know what sort of change I'm hoping to happen for Denver to to eventually pick them for any of these picks, but it's not happening this week. Green Bay coming off a bye. I imagine they're going to be ready for Denver. Uh, I'll take Green Bay on the road. Who you got? I'm also going with Green Bay. Denver is not good. Next game, Los Angeles Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs, a little shaky. A little, a little shaky, but, you know, they, they got the job done. It's uh, They're 5-1, and one, and they're they're playing a Chargers team that's going to play tonight, Monday night. They're going to take on the Cowboys. I I, I'm sticking with the Chiefs. They're 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 five and one. They 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 there's probably a whole bunch of games they could have lost and they didn't lose. And you could argue there's a probably a bunch of games the Chargers should have won and they didn't win. And I just think that's going to be very much like this game. The Chargers will be in this game. It won't be out of this game, but they'll do something to make them irrelevant and not have a chance to win this game. I have way more confidence the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll take the Chiefs at home. Who you got? Yeah, I'm not going to go with the Chargers. Give me the Chiefs. Miami Dolphins at the Philadelphia Eagles. This should be a good oh, game. Oh, here we go. Look at this. Look at this. Five and one. Five versus and one versus five and one. one. Actual football. Sunday night. Is this actually allowed? I'm not sure. I, I this ends up being a blowout. I'm, I'm done with all night games. Like I, I just need yeah, a break. Yeah, we got burned last time. We thought it was really exciting last week with uh, the 49ers in Dallas. But I, I really hope that this this is a fun one. Uh, you know, Sunday night, no other games. Like right before uh, basketball is going to be starting. So it's just like, hey, this is going to be the only thing on. I think this is a real test for Philly and way more important of a game for Philly. Miami, I've seen the punch. I know what they're capable of. The The Eagles have won a lot of games that I think 
they could have easily lost. Like this, this may be a little bit of a phony and a little soft of a five and one team. Even if they they win or lose this game, I I think it's going to tell us a lot more about Philly than it will Miami. When Miami's on, I don't I don't think anybody's going to outscore them. But man, this Philly defense I think is vulnerable, and this offense if they're going to have turnovers like they had this past week, they just blew the game this past week. Like that was a win. They 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 could just be six and zero. Oh. Like they that just. You can't you can't do that, and you're not going to be able to do that against Miami. You barely got away with it, and still had a chance against the Jets. They, they lost, but they could have won. They didn't play great. They don't, if they play that poorly, they're not going to win this game. That being said, I'm taking Miami on the road. Who you got? <laughs> I think this game is a toss up, but just a slight edge to the Eagles. You know, they they got their their first loss. I, I think they're going to come come in here motivated. Uh, interested to see how Tyreek Ty- Hill does. Seems like he uh, had a little bit of a, a hammy issue. So I'm just, you know, I really think it's going to be close, but I'm going to go with the Eagles. Miami was down 14 nothing in that game as well. That, that was another one where I was, I was getting the bottom line scores, and I was like, hey, wh- wh- what's what's going on? Miami's down 14 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Like, they didn't score. I think that might have been the first time this year they didn't score in the first quarter. Then it went in 42-21, so it was it was quick quick turnaround here. But I'm curious to see if Philly jumps on them like that, if that's enough to kind of hold them off a little bit more. Should be a good game, though. Hopefully good football. Did, did you see uh, la- last night uh, that this was the first time that the Jets have beat the Eagles ever? No. I, that's oh, that's a... I, It's like, well, the NFL's been around for a while, and I get – you know, an, an AFC team and an NFC team, you know, they don't play each other, you know, necessarily every year, but it was just how many of those uh, can really be, you know, rolling around there. <laughs> like these are both uh, some of the, the older teams. It's not like, Hey, there was expansion or a team moves. So it's like, okay, yeah, this seems like been around for, you know, 20 years. It's just, I, I was definitely surprised that there were still teams that had never won against other teams in the league. Hey, just prepare for the next stat you're going to hear, the next tormenting stat we're going to hear of our lifetime is, yeah, New England hasn't beaten them since Brady retired. Like, that's going to be the new, like, we haven't done that since then. And how long that goes is going to be scary. We we need to fix this because that's going to be a, it's such a stab in the heart of a reminder of being like, yeah, remember what it used to be like? Remember, remember the days? All right, last game, San Francisco 49ers at the Minnesota Vikings. San Francisco Everything that could have went wrong went wrong. Debo ends up Boy, going out. Boy, talk about the wheels falling off. Christian McCaffrey goes out. They they still had a chance to win. There's a couple bad, terrible calls at the end of the game. A questionable late hit or a hit to the hat. Was it targeting? I forget what it was. It it shouldn't have been that. It, it was it was a fine hit to the shoulder. It, it looked it looked brutal live. I'll give you that. But you know we we have the ability to review things. That was a miss. Definitely didn't go in their favor. But even with all that, they still had the chance to kick it. They had a chance to kick for the win, and they missed it. I think they'll they'll, they'll be they'll his be much better. Miss, his second miss of the day. They'll be better this week. I think this is the lock of the week for me. I will take the San Francisco 49ers on the road. Minnesota beating Chicago. The only thing I wrote underneath is congratulations, you're better than the Bears. That's a win. You might not get another one the rest of this year. I don't think you're going to get one on Monday night. I'll lock in the Niners on the road. Who you got? I'm also going to go with the Niners. Uh don't love all the injuries, but I, I am fine with it. This is a Monday night primetime game, and we know how Kirk Cousin plays in primetime games. So, yeah, this is going to be a 49ers for me. All right, those are our picks. Hopefully we get some right this week. It seems like we actually crossed over uh, on more than I expected. I think last week we were a little bit more in sync. 
these are the these are the big swing ones. You know, where it's like, oh, hold on, he just going opposite on way too many of these. I I'm hoping it's a it's a strong road game. It's gonna have to be my my only way to have a, a beneficial week here. Uh, but thanks for everyone who does play and does fill out everything. We'll we'll continue to do those every week. I can't wait for the basketball season that is around the corner. You said it's going to start up next week. There has been some preseason games. I watched the Wemby highlights. I watched the whole game the other night. Was it Friday night? I think it was Friday night. There are plays that I haven't seen guys do in that way or fashion that are that size or shape. The give-and-go alley-oop from the high key was just like a huge lob into the center of the paint that just felt like you – you just lob it 20 feet in the air, and he just caught it and dunked it. That was crazy. The Sohan, the Jeremy Sohan bounce pass to Wemby on the fast break, where you have your central two centers on the break, bounce passing it to one another, and then in stride just dunking from, I mean, is, is it really that extended of a lie to be, like, bordering on the three-point line? Like, he just strides off from there. I, th- I still think he's dribbling too much, but defensively, I, I think he's relevant already. I think his finishing will get better. He's definitely going to get caught off guard a couple times by some real experienced big guys, but I, I'm starting to see it a little bit more. I see the brilliance of it. I see a couple plays of I haven't seen anything quite like that before, and I'm excited for it. I, I actually think the San Antonio roster is, is much more talented than we're giving the credit to. Uh, Wemby seems to be taking all the attention. I hope some of these other guys get a little bit more attention, get a little bit more found out, a little more popularity as well. But from what you saw from the other night of the Wemby thing, any anything stick out particular for you? It's definitely those highlights that you're talking about. Uh, I I didn't watch the, the the full game, but I was I wasn't even seeking it out, and it was all over Twitter or all over X. Just posted just all all the things that he was doing, and it, it it's not necessarily like oh like I've, I've never seen this before. It's just like a guy this size, and just all the things that they've been talking about. And I kind of wanted to, you know, poo-poo on it. You know, just the, the the hype train has just been, you know, through the roof since, you know, springtime. And just I was like, all right, well, let, let's see it. And, you know, there was a little bit of it, uh, you know, seeing him play in those uh, – in, in his his championship over there. But now you're playing in preseason games. And for sure, this isn't the regular season, but you have a lot of guys that are in NBA rotations. These are not, like, complete nobodies. And he, he's just – he's fun to watch. I'm really getting uh, when watching uh, watching Zion, where Zion just does things where it's like, this is just fun. Like, it's not just, all right, yeah, shooting threes and all right, cool. Yep, seen that a whole bunch. It's just like, no, he's he's doing all sorts of different things. You're mentioning him on uh, on defense. There was one play I saw where he was passing the ball inbounds from under the hoop after they scored, wasn't really paying attention, so passed it right to the other team where normally that would be just instant layup and he'd have to take the ball out again. But he, he just take took one giant step, was right at the hoop, and it was a, a guard that got it. And the guard just immediately got it and turned right around. Wasn't even, I'm going to try to finish anywhere, not not even a little bit. And, I mean, I'm looking at the uh, at, at his stats. He, he went uh, 23 points, uh, three blocks, and four four rebounds. So, I mean, it's only 23 minutes. He'll probably play more during the season. So it's not even, hey, he's putting up, like, these crazy numbers, and that's really, and it's like, hey, it's preseason. Uh, let's sell down. It's like, no, no. These were individual plays that were really interesting, and it, it was really looking like he might be a, just the same way it was with Zion, of 
I'm going to make a special effort to make sure when he is playing that I can watch because cool stuff is going to happen and like I'm really going to have a good time watching it. He's going to get a lot better. Next time to Zion, he's he's going to get even better as well. I think the exciting part, like I said, the flashes of the success, like even his jump shot is going to improve so, so much, but it's not broken right now. It's it's workable. I, I think defensively it's also not perfect either, but it's very workable. You could see certainly the strengths of with some training and some good team defense coordination that, you know, force, forcing your forcing the defense to run into him is, is going to be challenging. I don't think he's jumping too much. I don't think he's getting caught off guard trying to block shots too much. I, I I'm 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 impressed. I'm impressed, especially after seeing the very first debut, whatever months ago, and it not looking so pretty. I thought he was just dribbling too much, and guys were pressing him, and the guys around him were very much kind of giving him the ball and, and expecting him kind of to work. Versus the, the rosters he's playing with now, th there's much more talent around there, and that's just going to make his life a whole lot easier. Uh, but this was not the only NBA news of the week. We're, we're going to close out on fantasy heroes and zeros after this. Let's just wrap up the NBA. I transition too quick the Celtics made some news here they they hired another advisor a recurrent advisor assistant coach it's a it's a familiar name consultant consultant we've all heard of him we normally hear him doing the telecast on ESPN of which he has parted ways with them so he's available for this and Jeff Van Gundy will be a, an advisor consultant for the Boston Celtics I, I don't know if it's concerning that we felt the need to have a guy like this but at the end of the day I don't think this is the worst basketball mind to be picking as well as I hope that the the payment of, of this consulting, I assume we're, we're paying him, is a little bit of an exclusivity as well of uh, let's let's hopefully you share this stuff only with us <laughs> and, and that may be an advantage as well. I, I'm not opposed to it at all. I, I just think it's, it's a helpful thing. I don't think this is going to damage our team or put us in jeopardy of anything. I don't think he has interest in coaching anymore. I do think he, he can't get away from the game though and he still wants to be involved and accessible in some form of way this this could be a really good role for him and a really good hire for us I mean, but do you think it really moves the needle for us at all it, it, maybe maybe it's not even news at all i, I think it's one of those that like it can't, it can't hurt and so he's you know a, a senior consultant to the boston celtics front office so it's not even necessarily a, a coaching role and from what i was hearing it's you know across everything it's both the uh, Boston Celtics and the the G League team, the the main Celtics. So that that's interesting. Uh, I think if we had hired him as a as a head coach, I would have been a little more concerned. Where he's just on TV and just it seems like any of these guys that are on TV it just automatically elevates them to being like in all the conversations. Where it's almost like these owners and GMs. It's just you, you just you watch games. You're like, oh well, that guy used to be a coach, and I hear him. So yeah, that guy. Where it's like. You got to do like a little more research here, uh, but he's not doing that job anymore. He's been working with the Olympics with some of the younger teams for a while now. So I think that part will help as well as even with his role before you're, you're not coaching all the way, but you're still, you're talking to all the coaches. You're still very much plugged in. You're around all the players. I, I think he watches a lot of basketball. So I think you're just, you're very plugged into the scene. So I, I don't think this is, you know, if we're, if we're successful in June that we're going to turn and go, that hire right there that turned everything around but I, I definitely don't think that it's gonna hurt I think this is just more of a kind of a protection screen of being like don't do anything drastically stupid like he's just not gonna let you break any fundamental like any huge no-nos I don't think are gonna get by Jeff Van Gundy 
So I, I think that's really where we're at at this point is just don't make any large mistakes and maybe we'll be a little bit extra cautious of all this. But I think the, the, the important part is that he's he's still watching basketball. This isn't a guy that went away from the game and has disappeared and isn't as in tune with this. I, I do think that there's a coaching style that he has an old school way that maybe doesn't transition into head coaching the way he, he wanted to, uh, like, a, like a once did. But I think he's, he's just as good of a scout on anyone else. I think he can still pick apart flaws and weaknesses of any other team and players from all the watching and all the game casting uh, over the past couple of years. So I'm, I'm excited for it. Next week, we're going to be doing NBA awards and our NBA finals picks. I'm excited for that. Big, big NBA weekend. Our big NBA week coming up here. A couple more preseason games, and then and then we're here. And then before you know it, man, it's going to be midseason tournament. It'll be peak NFL. It's, it's turning around, man. I know the Patriots are, are terrible, and there's no bright side to that. Like We still have so many more games that we have to miserably deal with of that for the rest of the year. But at least, like you said, the green team is coming on. They're going to be on TV more nights than you want, and it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be overwhelmingly positive and fun. We're, we're going to be a good team. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm excited for that. It's exciting to get some updates on that. Uh, a couple other updates here. Uh, Beer Mile update. We do have the college basketball season starting around the corner, and I I need to sell up a tab, man. I, I, I have some consequences from our previous March Madness bets to, to even out on. I have to complete the beer mile, which I don't exactly have a date circled here, but it, it's looking like we're we're not really having a weekend where we're both free or available to kind of pull this uh, event off until closer to Thanksgiving is uh, is more or less that. But between now and then, I, I imagine we, we will hopefully have a completed beer mile. By then, I, I can tell you the beer part training has been going fantastic. The the running and fitness part has been delayed and behind, and I'm not injured. I'm just not actually doing it, but I, I need to, and I, and I will. But perhaps me being not in the peak shape will make this even more entertaining and even more punishing. So I don't know if you're encouraging or discouraging me to get in a little bit better shape, but I, I'm thinking that's the timetable we got. Uh, any, any comments or thoughts on all this? I, I know I mentioned to you last week that there's a possibility – we end up doing this on a treadmill, which I think just increases the challenge and just increases the danger of all this. I just think, imagine the complete disaster of losing your balance after having a couple of beers and having to get on the treadmill and the dangers of falling and collapsing or yeah, any, anything it's, it's, it's there's, there's a, there's a funny home video just being made right now. We're, we're producing it step by step. Uh, your, your, your thoughts on the, on the beer mile update and anything you want to add to all this. Well, if it is done on a, on a treadmill, it will mean that, uh, you know, it's not quite uh, so cold as well. As, you know, it's getting darker early and earlier. So that just might be a, well, we can't be doing this in the dark. So that just might be the uh, the avenue that we, that we have to take. So, you know, whatever needs to uh, to, to get done. But, uh, you know, happy to hear that the uh, the, the training is uh, is ongoing because, you know, we just don't want too many of these to uh, get too too bogged down. But well, well, the, uh, I'm, I'm excited, excited for the event. The other the other remaining consequence from the more recent year is a, a very seasonal requirement, right? To ski down the mountain shirtless, you, you need an area to ski. So, you know, you, you're making it sound like I really put the other one off for so, so long. And it's like, oh, I, I it's it's not even a round two option yet. Like, I can't even go do it now. So that, no. that, that'll get done. Uh, there was a, a window for that to be completed last year. I just want to point out that that was... Unforeseeable circumstances that uh that delayed that, but we will. My we will... body, my body attacked me. That's what happened. You know, it's, it's. I'm glad to hear you openly say it because I nobody seems to be shy about critiquing 
my procrastination and pointing that out when it's like, you know, it wasn't entirely me. <laughs> when I lost, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't follow up until, uh, it was either the end of September or beginning of October. So I think that's kind of part of it. It's both of us procrastinating, but we, we haven't put that into the bet of a, a certain time frame. So, you know, that that's our own fault. Well, I do think rushing it is not necessarily going to make the, product any better i think that we have one shot at this this isn't gonna be a fun thing to watch but there's a there's a tolerable way to watch this and i think if we do it right that's that's their best odds of it and and we're just trying to do that i think you want to make sure to train so you do this in one in one go yes yeah i, I think that that's that would be ideal but wouldn't the consequence of this punishment being having to try it over and over again be just endlessly punishing it would be very punishing. That would be that would be very rough. That's why you know I want to give you plenty of time to train. So this is a a one shot. You, you don't have to do it a second or a third time. I'm just hoping I procrastinate long enough that we just wheel and deal, and I just start combining some punishments into some super terrible punishment. But it's like at least it's just one. Like I got to do this twice, and then gamble on this next season where I have to double down on Michigan State because I picked them as a fan, and then it's like that's that just seems so scary. I mean, I mean, like if Maybe I that'll help you. If I don't complete all, if I don't complete these two before the announcement of the next consequence, like we're gonna have to wheel and deal into something here. We're just gonna get too piled up. But as of right now, that's not the case. We'll worry about that when we get to that. Uh, earlier, I we were talking football. I forgot to ask you about the NFL fancy heroes and zeros from this past week. Uh, why don't you share those with us as we get out of here? Cool. Real easy this week because there were not a lot of fancy zeros or heroes. Uh, there were definitely some injuries. I don't include those in here because that's just, I feel like that's not fair. It's not, not, not fun. But for fantasy zeros, all wide receivers, uh, Devontae Adams. I mean, people saying Belichick lost his fastball, but still can uh, take away your best player. Uh, T. Higgins, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and then for fantasy heroes, Adam Thielen. Old man Thielen. He's just been killing it since he's come back. As well as, uh, you mentioned him before, Amon Ross St. Brown. And uh, running backs, uh, Raheem Mostert. With uh, HN out, he definitely had uh, his run in the Miami running game continues to uh, hum right along. So, yeah, not a lot of zeros or heroes this week. It's a weird game, Fantasy. I, I have these weeks where I score so many points and I still lose. And then I had a week like this past week where I didn't score a lot of points, but I did win. I don't know if my team's good or if my opponent is just terrible. Is it? Is that? Does it matter? I'm just good at fantasy, right? Like it's a win's a win. Win is a win. Any any advice for anyone upcoming this week? Uh, we got trade deadlines and all that kind of stuff coming up. Is there, are there any targets you should be going after? I think you just got to. This, this is a week. There's six. Uh, teams on buys so uh, trading is going to be very difficult but if you can get, take advantage of getting someone that's already been on a buy maybe for a player that uh you know seems kind of equal but hasn't had their buy yet you know you might be able to pull a fast one on somebody but I, I think for right now you're just working the waiver wire and you're just trying to survive some of these uh bigger buy weeks as, as best you can all right relevant fantasy question here McCaffrey going out questionable return I, I'm not sure what's going to be the the long play of all this whether he's back or not elijah mitchell has not played the last couple of games he he i think had minus three yards this past week they're slowly getting him back into the mix who who's the safe handicap in, in the niners if mccaffrey's out do you have a name is there is there a guy because this offense is so good that there has to be someone i mean i might have said before before this week 
you know, does Debo Samuel go back there? I don't think he really liked it because you get banged up much more at, at running back. But I think you're going to have to go with Elijah Mitchell because uh, if both of those guys are out, it, it just you can't kind of mix and match. But you know, you, you might want to be staying away from the 49ers uh, offense overall because it might be a real dart throw. And like some of the other uh, teams, or the Bills last night had a guy catch a pass that I don't think he had even been targeted all year. So it's not helpful for fantasy. So it might just be easier just to just to stay away if you if you uh, have the option. Watch out for the handicaps, though. We're getting around that point in the year where, where these other guys are going to start getting a shot. They're either committed to the starter and then committed to what their strategy's been the whole year, or they're jumping ship and being like, nope, uh, that wasn't working. Let's see what else we got here. So just keep an eye out for stuff like that. That is the, the fantasy advice I have for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Anything you want to add for the people out there? Go Seas. Go Seas. Can't wait for huge NBA podcast next week. And hopefully a college basketball team commitment and announcement. Should, should we get the hats out? Do I need to make picks? Ooh, do something. Doesn't have to be next week. Next week's NBA. We'll save that for the week after. Or maybe I'll eliminate a team then. We'll be oh, back. yeah, I like it. Thank you, as always, for listening. Little column A, little column B.